listening to Phil DeBella and this is Flashcast by PDB. Well, today we're going to talk about employees. So um, one of the questions that keeps coming through from several people is, when do you know when to fire bad employees? Um, great question, because obviously as we start up companies, we start as one-man bands or one-people bands, I should say. Um, and then we obviously go on and, you know, as we grow, we hire people. And, um, you know, can I start by saying that without great people in your company, you actually can't build a great business. So um, I've always been a big fan of making sure that the people within the business are the best that they can be. Um, and it's always been my focus. And if I have to stay, after many years now of working, you know, nine years for another company and then building my own company, um, I can say that without good people, I would never have been able to get where I am. Um, so I'm a big fan of um, uh, team members, and I actually call them team members rather than employees. Um, and that's just a subconscious thing. Um, other people refer them to whatever, that's fine. Uh, but I talk about employees as team members and family uh, because they actually become that because you often work closer with them than what you will with um, anybody else, of course. Um, so knowing when to fire bad employees, can I tell you, and you listeners might find this pretty shocking, I've never fired a person in my life. Yep, you heard it first, something you might not know. I've been responsible for over 400 people at any one time, and I've never had to fire a person. And can I tell you why? Because I think it's about strategy. When you build teams, you either have people that perform and do amazing things and go on to achieve greatness, or you have those that will self-select out. And if they don't self-select out, I've always been in a position to put the team members around them to influence them just to, um, you know, self-select out. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later on. But firstly, let's talk about knowing when to fire bad employees. So one of the tips that I use all the time is that I always classify my team members. So my team members, um, you know, family members within the organization, they're either in a green box, which means they're motoring, doing amazing things. They're in an orange box, which means they're capable of doing amazing things, but they need some help. And that help may be they need to go and attend a course. They need to work on some skills that they're lacking in. Uh, they need to, you know, switch seats of the bus. Um, but orange means that they're valid and worthy of being in the organization because of the right attitude. But they're struggling. And, and my job is to help them. Um, and the manager's job is to help them make sure that they have the tools to know what um, they need to win. And let me say that tip number two is the following. Your team members at all time need to know what winning looks like. So you need to know what winning looks like. They need to know what winning looks like. They need to know why they're showing up every day to work. What does winning look like? And the second part to that, tip two, is what tools do you need to win? So something I talked about with the team as always is, do you know what winning looks like? And what can I do to help you, you know, in terms of resources so that you can win? My whole premise when it comes to employees, to family members, to team members, is that you've got to give them the tools that they need to succeed. But in order to give them the tools that they need to succeed, the person needs to be able to communicate with you what winning looks like. Tip number three, when I assess whether they go into a green, orange, or red box, is around the following formula. And if you don't write anything else down from this flashcast, please write the following down. Is the person doing the best that they can at the time that it's happening with the resources they have? But can I tell you that is one of the most powerful and profound things that I've ever used when it comes to working with family members 
and what I mean by family members is obviously my team, employees, is, is this person right now doing the best that they can with the resources that they have at the time that it's happening or at the time that it's happening with the resource that they have? And if the answer is yes, yes, and yes, then my level of empathy is going to be far greater than if the answer is no, no, no. And that is my go-to plan when I look at, you know, classifying people into green, orange, or red boxes. It's not a gut feeling. It's not a fly by the seat of my pants. It's not an emotional feeling whether I have a personal bond or connection because I've had staff members that sit in management seats that have often looked after bad employees because they felt emotionally connected. And that's not always smart or good for the business. And then I've had management that have actually treated good staff poorly because they didn't emotionally get on with them. Now, that is what you don't want in your organization. You don't want emotional management. What you want is people to be completely objective and say, is this person right now doing the best that they can at the time that it's happening with the resources that they have? And then my last tip is very simple. Having conversations with people to ensure that they know where they stand within the organization. Listen, you are doing a great job. Well, listen, you are not doing a good job. Listen, you have the right attitude, but we need to adjust your skills. Well, listen, you have all the skills in the world, but you have a bad attitude. Communication is the common denominator of failure. And I find that managers and owners of organizations fail to communicate effectively and authentically with people within their organization. Can I tell you that the people within your organization are going to be your best asset? It's similar to fishing, and I've often referred to this when I do public speaking. Great people in your organization are like bait. If you want to catch great fish, you need to have the right and great bait to do so. If you want to get the right clients, if you want to grow the right business, you need to have amazing people within your organization because unless you do, it's not going to happen. Therefore, you need to constantly work on the people within your organization. My tip has always been to hire people with the right attitude and then teach skill. So when I'm asked the question of how do you source the right people, I hire on attitude. You can teach all the skill in the world, but you can't teach attitude. And especially in today's day and age where people have a now mentality, where have they have an entitled mentality. And this has all come about because of technology and the ability and speed of which we can access information. We need to make sure we're tapping into and remembering people's mindsets. And mindset always pops up in most of my flashcasts. We need to understand that the mindset of people that are working for us is they need to know what it, winning it looks like and what do they need to win. They also need to understand that you're going to hire on attitude and teach the skill, that you don't care about the skill level, but more so about the attitude. Now, teaching skill over mindset is going to be a lot harder and a lot take a lot longer. However, in the long run, it's always going to be the winning formula for my experience. The next thing is we always want people good enough to own their own business, but we're going to give them a reason not to. And I find this in organizations all the time that they want to have amazing people in their company, but they don't give them a reason to stay. Now, I always refer to real estate agents, you know, um, and legal firms here. That's why they built the model of associates and partners. That's why they have people that can virtually run their own business within another business. Richard Branson calls it entrepreneurs. So when you have an amazing entrepreneur that looks outside the square, that has the ability to go on and do amazing things, you need to make sure that they stay as an entrepreneur. And from my perspective, you need to give them a reason not to go anywhere. If you're not giving great people a reason not to leave you, then they will leave you. And then there's no use whinging later on. And this is how I've built many offshoot businesses from the one business of Develop Coffee. 
is that I had people good enough to own their own, but I gave them reasons not to. And I ended up in partnership with a lot of people. Now, some of those partnerships aren't going to work out. No different to any startup business. But if you want people that are good enough to own their own, you've got to give them a reason not to go. And it would be selfish to think that they're going to stay if you're not giving them a reason to. So making sure that we recap. Give people a reason not to leave you. Make sure that you're higher on attitude versus skill. Make sure that you're classifying your team based on are they doing the best that they can at the time that it's happening with the resources that they have. Making sure that they know what winning looks like and asking them what they need to win. So coming back to the question of knowing when to fire bad employees, you don't need to know when to fire bad employees. Bad employees will leave organically or the team members around them will put them in a position to leave. I think great organizations have an amazing culture that keeps forging ahead no matter how bad some of the employees are. And those bad employees will self-select. So in summary, no need to fire bad employees. Make them self-select. Make them choose to move on to another organization. I hope the following has helped. You've been listening to Phil DeBella and this is Flashcast by PDB. Until next time, continue to be the best you can be.